You're listening to Psychedelic Soul with Jesse Delgado. Welcome to my special tribute to musician, author, gothic queen, and my good friend, Miss Mercy Peters. Miss Mercy was one of the most unique women in rock, and she had a unique look that has since been emulated by many others. She was truly an original, and she first came to the public's attention when she was featured on one of the first covers of Rolling Stone magazine, which she graced a few times. She then became a member of the group the GTOs when she was personally selected by Frank Zappa to be included in the ensemble. She became known as one of the first celebrated groupies in rock, along with Miss Pamela, Miss Christine, Miss Sparky, and some of the other GTOs. I want to pay tribute to Mercy as she was the most unique person I had encountered in my own life, and I miss her deeply since her passing on July 27th of 2020. She was present and participated in other artists' recordings, and she had very specific tastes in music, which I'll highlight here. I want to give a special thank you to Cinnamon Mulbauer and Terry Moreland Henderson for their help in selecting the songs. And I also want to give grateful acknowledgement to Pamela DeBars for her reference material in helping to assemble this show. We begin with the two tracks that were featured on the GTO's solo album, Permanent Damage, which was released in late 1969, and will soon be re-released and remastered later this year by the Frank Zappa Family Trust. There will also be a long-awaited autobiography coming out this year, co-written by Lindsay Parker, the music editor at Yahoo. These are the GTOs featuring Miss Mercy with two compositions. You're listening to Psychedelic Soul. Love you, Mercy. Yeah. 
Walking down the street the other day, and a sight came before my eyes. It was a little hippie boy, I must have been twice his size. His appearance typified his strange breed gaudy clothes, long stringy hair hanging down. I'd seen perhaps a thousand in my hurry trips to town. As he walked beside me on down the block, I noticed no unpleasing smell. He might have been on the weed or even LSD, but if he was, I couldn't tell. So we walked together that way through this neighborhood. Finally, he turned around to me and he, he said, Friend, you know we're a million miles apart. Something we can enjoy the sunshine and the weather. So, why don't we put our differences aside and just talk to each other? You see this box beneath my arm? To you, it's plain, it has no charm. But to someone dearest to my heart, this box has played a tragic part. One can't tell you himself about his life and how he died. But if anyone else could speak for him, I guess I'm qualified. This boy was in Chicago. He didn't know why he was there. He was with his family and friends, and he didn't really care. You might have been one of those who saw the struggle there on your television screen. The tragic thing is, so much else happened that no one else could have seen. A stranger handed this boy a dollar to do a simple chore, to carry a package to a nearby hotel, and when he returned, he'd get two more. But when he came back, he sort of lost his way walking through the crowd. One of the things you ask yourself, how the Lord allowed. But when he was found, he was like he is now, dreaming sweet and still. And in his little hand was a crumpled dollar bill. Now you can take that dollar. Get four cents on it, compounded quarterly, at any downtown bank. 
some hot new tank or atom bomb. But what I'm gonna tell you now, you can stay or you can leave. You kind of listened to my story so far. But just one more thing. It's the same for any hippie, bum, or hillbilly out on the street. Remember this little boy and never carry more than you can eat. Now could you help us sing this song?
Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. 
left my home in Georgia Headed for the Frisco Bay Cause I've had nothing to live for And look like nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on a darker bay, wasting time. Look like nothing's gonna change. Everything still remains the same. I can't do what ten people tell me to do. So I guess I'll remain the same. Yes, sitting here. And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, two thousand miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of a bay Wasting time
the beat for you. Darling, I can find one, one that's beating for you. I love you, yes I do. Every beat of my heart, baby. i 
You're listening to Psychedelic Soul with Jesse Delgado. That was Shuggy Otis with Strawberry Letter 23. Shuggy was once married to Mercy and they have a son, Lucky Otis, who is also a brilliant musician. This is one of Shuggy's best-known songs that was later covered by the Brothers Johnson. I absolutely love the guitar in this song. Before Shuggy, we heard from his father, Johnny Otis, with every beat of my heart. I bought my first Johnny Otis album when I was 19, when I delved deeply into the blues. You really start to feel it at that age. Before Johnny, we heard from Mercy's all-time favorite performer, Otis Redding. She became enchanted with Otis when she first saw him perform at the Monterey International Pop Festival back in June of 1967. She was a runaway from Juvie Hall, and she wasn't going to miss that event. She used to send me a lot of conspiracy theories about Otis's death and other subjects. I didn't mind getting them from her, though I was reluctant to believe most of what I read. Before Otis, we heard from the Flying Burrito Brothers with Wild Horses. Mercy and Pamela were present in the studio when the burritos recorded the song at A&M Studios. The band recorded the song before the Rolling Stones recorded their own version about a year later. Mercy and Pamela were also present in the studio to supply background vocals for the preceding song, Hippie Boy. You can hear them towards the end of the song. The girls were huge proponents of the band, and Pamela shared stories about Graham Parsons and her column featured on the Please Kill Me website. She's a wonderful writer and has authored many books. And we start off the show with Mercy's two tracks. Mercy sang on the first being, I have a paintbrush in my hand to color a triangle. And that was followed by The Ghost Chained to the Past, Present, and Future, or the alternative title, Shock Treatment. That song featured Jeff Beck, Nicky Hopkins, and Rod Stewart trying to hog the spotlight. When the reissue comes out, I hope they turn Rod's vocals down, or just turn them off completely. I mean that. I met Mercy through my friend Georgiana Steele Waller, who has introduced me to everybody. She has a very unique circle of friends and acquaintances. Mercy and I spoke on the phone and we finally met on a double date with Georgiana and Johnny Eccles of the band Love. We met at Canner Stanley and we had a wonderful dinner together. Mercy told me she wasn't fancy or fussy about where to eat and she wasn't a big eater either. She was very petite and gorgeous. I was smitten immediately. Afterwards, she wanted me to drive her back home so we walked down to the parking lot. You should have seen the looks we got from people as we walked together hand in hand down Santa Monica Boulevard. People didn't know what to make of us, even by Hollywood standards. It was alright though. I always got those kinds of looks anyways, and so had she. We weren't faced by the commoners. We started to drive off to her apartment and she began telling me her life story. I listened intently and with fascination as I was concentrating on the road too. There were a few idiot drivers out there in LA so I was careful. I had precious cargo in the car. She was giving me random directions and it dawned on me that she just wanted to drive around and talk. We should have just gone to a coffee shop to talk, but I think she wanted privacy as some of the things she told me were very personal, which I won't get into here. It was the most amazing drive I've ever had with anyone. About 90 minutes later we arrived at her apartment. I enjoyed seeing her every time we got together and she meant everything to me. We shared phone calls, health updates, and doctor appointments with each other. She was an enjoyable presence on my Facebook page, and I learned a lot about other subculture figures from her. The last time I saw her was on her birthday. 
She had invited a small group of close friends to Pamela's house in Reseda, and we had a good time together. In fact, that's the last time I was around my friends before the pandemic began and shut us in on lockdown. I missed them all. But we took photos and talked, neither of us knowing that this would be our last get-together, though we both had a sinking feeling it might be. It was joyful and heavy at the same time for me. At the party, Pamela put on a Bar K CD as it was one of Mercy's favorite bands. I remember Pamela dancing alongside of me to the music while Mercy told me sternly there would be no Beatles music at her party. She wasn't a fan. Hey. But we'll begin the second half of the show with one of the songs played at her party. These are the Barquets, and you're listening to Psychedelic Soul. You know, like I know, like I know, you don't.
You're listening to Psychedelic Soul with Jesse Delgado. We just heard from William Bell with Everybody Loves a Winner, one of Mercy's favorites. Before that, we heard from Al Green with Let's Stay Together. Mercy had a fling with Al, which I'm sure will be covered in her upcoming book, which will be titled Permanent Damage. Before Al, we heard Sam Cooke with Good Times. Before Sam, we heard Rufus Thomas with The Breakdown. Mercy had seen Rufus and other soul giants at the Wattstacks Festival in Los Angeles in 1972. It was the largest festival of its type to feature predominantly blues and soul acts. It was Mercy's favorite type of music, along with the Philly sound and anything coming out of Muscle Shoals Studios. Another favorite was from the next song by James Carr, with The Dark End of the Street. We began the second set with Marianne Faithful with Sister Morphine, and yes, Mercy was present for that recording as well. The song is a summary of addiction, and Mercy did have her struggles with her own vices, as I'm sure will be chronicled in her book. Happily, she beat her own addiction, and she was living an amazing and productive life. She was surrounded by good and caring friends who cared about her and loved her and watched out for her. I always made myself available to her, and even today, I'm loyal to her and in preserving her memory. I'm going to close the show with her favorite writer. She had an affinity for this particular song as she had an attraction to the unconventional, the eccentric, and to street people because they were honest about themselves and their environment. Mercy may have dressed fashionably eccentric, but she was a very authentic person who suffered no fools and could see through people. She could get a feeling about who was genuine around her and who was just simply posturing. She lived in L.A. long enough to know who was being real. Her wit was sharp and her heart was genuine. I'm grateful to her for befriending me. She brought color and inspiration to my life. I miss her every day. This is Bob Dylan with Desolation Row. You're listening to Psychedelic Soul. I love you, Mercy. Circus is in town. Here comes the blind commissioner. They've got him in a trance. One hand is tied to the tightrope walker, the other is in his pants. And the riot squad, they're restless. They need somewhere to go. As Lady and I look out tonight from Desolation Road Cinderella, she seems so easy It takes one to know one, she smiles And puts her hands in her back pocket Betty Davis style comes Romeo, he's moaning You belong to me, I believe And someone says you're in the wrong place, my friend 
far enough from desolation room Across the street they nailed the curtains They're getting ready for the feast The phantom of the opera In a perfect image of a priest Here a spoon-feeding Casanova To get him to feel more assured Then they'll kill him with self-confidence After poisoning him with words And the phantom shouting to skinny girls Get out of here if you don't know Casanova is just being punished For going to Desolation Road At midnight All the agents And the superhuman crew Come out and round up everyone That knows more than they do Then they bring them to the factory Across their shoulders And then the kerosene Is brought down from the castles By insurance men who go Check to see that nobody is escaping To desolation rule The Titanic sails at dawn Everybody's shouting Which side are you on? And Ezra Pound and T.S. Eliot Fighting in the captain's tower While Calypso singers laugh at them And Fishermen hold flowers Between the windows of the sea Where lovely mermaids flow And nobody has to think too much About desolation rule Yeah. 
was doing Was that some kind of joke All these people that you mentioned Yes, I know them, they're quite lame I had to rearrange their faces And give them all another name Send me no more letters, no 